Welcome to Heels in the Field, Baseball Talk with Jessica Caroli. That is me. Uh, We're closer to episode 10 at this point. This is uh, episode 7, and I can't believe it. (laughs) Um, It's been quite a a learning experience. I've really enjoyed um, talking with you all uh, about the podcast. Thank you for listening and subscribing and for your feedback, especially uh, on Twitter. Uh, so Twitter is an interesting place. to We connect with people in all sorts of unique ways. And my guest today is a very unique person uh, in that we have a, a few things in common. Uh, Ellen Adair is a pod- baseball podcaster new to uh, that art form or creative outlet or whatever you want to call it (laughs) Um, with her podcast uh, Take Me Into the Ballgame which she hosts with uh, Eric Gildy and uh, she so of course she's a big baseball fan and a big baseball movie fan she's talks a lot about that in the the interview uh, the sort of the, the genesis of the podcast and so she's learning to do this and, and, and uh, had some interesting things to say about the experience. Uh, she's also a Philly girl, a Phillies fan, as am I. <laughs> um, but you might know her as an actress, as an actor. She has uh, been in shows like uh, The Sinner and Homeland, among many others. She has also been on Broadway uh, and off-Broadway and films as well. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know that about her um, until I started digging a few weeks ago. I went, oh, wow, this, this person's really got all sorts of interesting things uh, as, a, as a creative, as they say. <laughs> She's got, there's a lot there, and I would, I would love to talk to her. And, um, and so our conversation is a little bit about show business, a bit, I should say a lot, about uh, baseball, current situation included, uh, and just the being a, a new podcaster and trying to figure out how to do that and the ideas behind it. And, and, um, and yeah, it was uh, really uh, a lot of fun uh, to talk about uh, all of those things combined. Uh, she revealed something as well in the conversation, a little something that she's working on. So let's, uh, let's throw the ball (laughs) over to our chat. Here is, uh, my conversation with, uh, my fellow Philly girl, Ellen Adair. Thank you so much for joining me heels in the field uh the podcast today i I really appreciate it oh my goodness it's really my pleasure and it's my honor to get to talk to you you're such a unique uh individual i i've been reading up about you over the last few weeks and um and i i'm sorry (laughs) no (laughs) no don't be sorry uh no i it's fascinating to me um First of all, I grew up uh, performing and taking all sorts of lessons and trying to do theater and stuff, And I, but I was always a writer first, so whenever I see some, I, I'm very obsessed with uh, pop culture and 
you know, movies and television and I tend to know everything about, you know, every, I'm like, I have to know all the trivia and I'm, so I love <laughs> show business, but I just didn't wind up, I mean, I guess you say sports is kind of show business, but I just didn't wind up doing um, probably what I, you know, what I was maybe thinking I was going to do when I was a kid. Um, so I, I find it fascinating. Um, you are... Um, you are a podcast host, of course, with uh, Take Me Into the Ballgame, um, which is yes. a brilliant name <laughs> with uh, er- Eric Gil. I want to say the last name right. Guild, right? Gildy. Gildy. Yes. Oh. Eric Gildy. I like that. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, that's the, the German pronunciation would be Gilda, but the oh. Americanized pronunciation is Gildy. Yes, gotcha. that is my husband. Oh, so my I God. Peel, I didn't. Peel the curtain back. Yes. I exactly. didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! I'm having like a Philly moment where I, I'm, I'm I'm having a Philly moment where I want to curse, but I'm not going to. Like, holy cow! <laughs> I'll go with holy cow. Um, how did that? We'll get to the acting a little bit too, because I really want to ask you a little bit about that. But can you tell sure. me uh, how? What What was the idea initially when you guys put that together? Well. Initially, when we realized that uh, the Major League Baseball season was going to be uh, postponed, and yeah. I'm putting that in air quotes, which maybe you can hear even if you can't see them, uh, I thought, well, I'm still going to want a baseball fix. And so how about we watch a baseball movie every week or maybe a couple of baseball movies? Hmm. And for me, a sort of bizarre biographical fact about me is that I actually grew up without a television. And so there are certain baseball movies that I saw if I saw them in the theaters or I potentially saw them at a friend's house or something like that. But there are many, many baseball movies, full stop. And then there are many, many baseball movies that I haven't seen. Mm. So it is actually seemed like a, a kind of a fun little exploration. And then it was my husband's idea to have a podcast. I was like, well, if we're watching these movies, maybe it would be fun to have a podcast and talk about them. Mm -hmm. And then I said, great, but I would want to have like a baseball structure for the podcast. And so how about we create different tools for the movie and we grade those tools on the Uh, 20 to 80 scouting scale used for baseball prospects. (laughs) So uh, that's basically the genesis of the podcast. Um, did you feel natural at it right away? Well, yes and yeah. no. <sighs> it is helped by the fact that I've been on a lot of podcasts at this point okay. as a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know, maybe being an actor helps, but I think more than anything else, probably being a guest on other podcasts helped. But it's different if you're hosting your own show and you're responsible for kind of like the structure and mm-hmm. moving things along and to the content and things like that. So definitely that is, that's a challenge. And a lot of things are just about, as I'm sure you too have been experiencing about like producing your own show. Oh, in terms yeah. Of, you know. <laughs> editing and in terms of figuring out how to promote it and stuff like that it's it's challenging it it is uh it becomes a lot pretty quickly yes definitely um you mentioned baseball movies uh 
that you haven't seen. Have you ever seen Stealing Home? No. Okay, that is with Mark Harmon and Jodie Foster, and it's Philly's uh, focused. So you're going to... I have never even heard of this movie. You have to. So I'm really excited. Yeah, you have to see it. Uh, It is before Jodie Foster got, like, her her two Oscars and became Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, Mark Harmon is in it. But it's mostly, it's a flashback, sort of, the whole movie is a flashback. And it, I just, I love it. Um, Oh. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. so Stealing Home, I and uh, anybody who's listening to this, uh, I recommend it highly. It didn't do well, and people probably, you know, I'm sure that there's the critics who didn't like it, but um, I just love it. <laughs> so. Well, it's nice to have, a, like, a Phillies-centric yeah. baseball movie because there yeah. aren't very many. Like, mm. instead, I usually find myself, if the Phillies appear in <laughs> – a baseball movie as the oppositional team I will still cheer for them <laughs> like even if I shouldn't I'll be like yay or like if something bad happens for the fictional Phillies I'll be like boo um yeah I mean I guess one one very notable exception is the movie 42 in which oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes mm-hmm. uh Chapman yeah. is a very uh terrible racist terrible. manager I did not yeah. cheer for that mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, I, oh, it's been a while since I've seen that, and that was, uh, it's a great baseball movie. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, talking about the Phillies a little bit now, um, you grew up a Phillies fan? I did, yeah. I, so I was born in Philadelphia, like in the, in the city proper, and I... Both of my parents are big baseball fans, mm-hmm. both my mom and my dad. And so we went to games from before I can remember. Like, I, I know that I went to games when I was a baby. Wow. And I just recall nothing about <laughs> what happened on that particular occasion. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I literally don't remember a time when I didn't love the Phillies. Um, and do you have a... A memory of, of that stands out, a game you went to uh, at some point in your life, that, or just a, a moment that is a favorite uh, for you? I get asked this question, and unfortunately, <sighs> when I was very young, we, we moved away from, from Philly when I was in elementary school. Oh, okay. So my, my memories of like going to the vet are pretty inchoate and, yeah, and childish you. memories i don't i don't have like specific memories of i got you um, of of game moments and my mom lives in philly now and i have certainly been to games more recently uh-huh. but it, there was there was a long period of my life where i didn't get to go to as many phillies games i do remember when we lived in indiana we would go to cincinnati to see the Phillies when they came. Yeah. Um, so I remained a Phillies fan. Uh, and I have I have strong memories, even though we didn't have a television. Um, we went to a neighbor's house to watch the, like, 1993 postseason. <laughs> so oh, okay. I do remember that. <laughs> hmm. um, but, yeah, I, you know, it's... 
I unfortunately I'm going to have to disappoint you that I don't have an exact. Yeah, that's okay. Memory. That's okay. Um, yeah, I I relate to it. There's periods where I was really into it, and then periods where I wasn't. So it's some it's funny how sometimes I'll have a lot of memories of seeing you know games, and then there are times where people will mention something and be like, "Gosh, I don't remember that player." Or yeah, you know, phases kind of thing. Um, and then once it became my career. I almost feel like I stopped watching baseball as much um, once I started covering baseball. Like, it became like uh, when I was at games, I was working. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so yeah. that kind of happened. Um, your thoughts now on the Phillies, um, this, you know, the whole everyone continuing on uh, Bryce Harper has said he you know he's going to play despite the fact that um you know he has concerns about his wife and and the um baby on the way and um there are a lot of players who are opting out on, on other teams what are your thoughts on the 60 game schedule and and what they're trying to do oh I have so many thoughts and feelings about this mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that you do too um I mean I was very glad that the league and the players association came to an agreement about the season because I think it would have been a different kind of tragedy I'm not saying better or worse just a different kind mm -hmm. if no agreement had been reached and if there were no season because of, in my opinion, the owner's intransigence. Mm -hmm. But once they came to an agreement, I was like, that's great. Now let's shut down the season. <laughs> because I just, and, and I think I've felt that way sort of increasingly mm. as we've learned that more and more players on all different clubs have tested positive mm -hmm. for coronavirus. You know, we know that. Freddie Freeman has it and Charlie Blackman and Salvador Perez and it basically 22 out of the 30 teams have somebody who's tested positive mm -hmm. and those reports come from a time when as far as I know the the Astros and the athletics still hadn't had practice because they hadn't gotten their test results back yet mm -hmm. so they weren't even mm -hmm. two of the of the team's that can factor into right. that. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like insanity to me, honestly, that we're doing this at a moment when the country is not safer. You know, in March, we all thought that we were going to delay the season because the notion at that time was that we would flatten the curve and it would be safer to come back and have sports in July, but it is not actually safer now. So the fact that just because that expectation was created that we're going ahead with it, it feels really crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I, I have heard and read people saying, you know, it's possible that the season won't even happen, um, that it, it – I think people are still waiting to kind of, is this really going to happen kind of thing, you know, because it's, yeah. uh, as you said, it's scary and it's, it doesn't, things aren't, um, what we hoped. So, um, I'm curious if that, if, if we'll even see a full 60 games, you know, if they'll cancel, you know, it, it kind of in the middle of that or 
it's an experiment. It's not a good one either. It's not one that, you know. Yeah, it's, because it, it's an experiment with ultimately <laughs> people's lives right. or at the very least their health and well-being. We don't know anything about what the long-term effects yeah. of getting the virus are. And, you know, we don't know if even if even if a, a player were to get it and um, become healthy again, we don't know if it might end their career because it would damage their health so significantly. And I mean, to be clear, I like deeply long for baseball and yeah. I crave baseball <laughs> yeah. and any amount of baseball that happens I will watch it. Right. <laughs> like, just because the players are putting themselves through this intense bodily danger doesn't mean that I'm going to sort of, like, repay that bravery by not watching. Right. I, will, I will watch it. But it feels really hard to have conversations about the sport in a normal way right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that you feel the same way. You know, debating about whether or not Mike Trout or Zach Wheeler are going to sit out the season because they're concerned about their pregnant wives. It just doesn't feel like the same, it deserves to be in the same kind of conversation as Mm -hmm. like, oh, this person hurt their knee. Are they going to be ready for the season? Uh, And it feels sort of, yeah, weird to, to speculate on in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as far as the podcast, your podcast, do you think that you'll continue? I mean, I know we came out of sort of a, a weird time, but do you think that it's something you'd like to do long term? Well, I think that we have every intention of trying to do it long yeah. term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that our our thought is that whenever we have baseball, um, whether or not that's this year, mm-hmm. that we might actually have that be um not an off season but right now we 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 release one episode a week and that's actually a lot of work if you include watching the movie a couple of times and getting your thoughts together and then editing it on the back end and all that stuff so just because whenever there's baseball i'm gonna watch want to watch real baseball and not fictional baseball (laughs) we might go down to like one or two episodes a month then but i think that in whenever there's an off season then we'll we'll come back to once a week i mean it might also be that we find that uh that that one one per week is a sort of unsustainable pace um, yeah. and we, we regress to the mean, but I think <laughs> even if we do that, we would still want to do at least an episode or two a month, kind of, gotcha. no matter what. Gotcha. Um, so let's, uh, kind of, uh, I'll sort of end, uh, on, on this question that I started with, which is about, uh, you as an actress, um, what has been I mean I'm so I have no experience you know in in that realm of the world so I'm I'm always fascinated uh what a what has it been like for you to be in that business and and um what in the last few years the work that you've done uh the, the lessons that you've sort of taken from I guess in a way I'm trying I'm tying it in a little bit to uh time's up and and all of the things that have that have happened in the industry. Um, just what you, what your thoughts are and your experiences. Yeah, that's a very lovely question. I mean, 
it's hard. It's certainly a hard life to be an actor. Mm. Um, and it's something that I have been thinking about in thinking about the plight of baseball players, actually, uh, during all of the negotiations and also during the kind of the ramp up for the season right now, is that it's hard because the people with the power and the money will always try to take advantage of the people who are doing something because they love it. Mm-hmm. And I am, you know, deeply appreciative of my unions for protecting me. Yeah. And I mean, giving me health insurance and all of that stuff, but also in terms of like right now, creating safety protocols. There was a movie that I was supposed to shoot in April and obviously that did not happen. Um, But right now I know that the producer is in talks with SAG about like how he can comply in all of the ways to make Mm -hmm. sure that the performers are are safe. Um, I mean, sure that the whole crew is safe, but the performers are the ones who are going to of necessity have to not wear masks are going to of necessity have to not social distance both with each other and also with um with wardrobe and makeup and sound and like you know everybody has their hands all over the actors um so you know i i think that basically and i'm bringing this around to your question i promise what's really hard about being somebody who is powerless because you do the thing that you do because you love it. Mm -hmm. And so that means it's very hard to speak out. It's very hard if your rights are not being respected in any way, whether that means, you know, sexual harassment or assault or just, you know, unfair working conditions or anything like that somebody like actors there's so many actors who just want to have a job that it can be really um it can be really difficult to speak out and say like this is unfair treatment because you're always worried that if you're the one who's complaining that then people won't want to work with you again or that there will be it's some kind of blowback for your career and you'll be seen as uncooperative or something like that. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that I have been heartened by the move towards believing the stories of the people who are not in power. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that we're sort of on an arc towards genuinely believing them Although, you know, that doesn't always happen. Um, I have a a good friend, a, like, large, strapping man, um, (laughs) like, straight, cis man, who was, um, you know, claims, and I believe him, that he was sexually uh, assaulted by uh, the artistic director of a theater in Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., and... You know, the theater's response to that was just basically to be like, you're lying, that didn't happen. Uh, and it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. And it's upsetting if it happens to a woman or if it happens to a man. But yes, like people in power will definitely abuse their power. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I personally, though I have not come out with like a me too story about it, you know, I have been grabbed inappropriately, yeah. like countless times mm-hmm. i mean it's worse in the service industry than it even is in the entertainment industry if i'm going to be honest with you but 
you know, and and there was a director who sort of told me that I was going to have a role in this film, and then it sort of gradually became apparent that I wasn't going to have a role in this film when I didn't really want to sleep with him. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah. those things were not actually as painful to me as an actor as the times when I realized I'm in a room and my voice is not being heard in the same way that my male counterparts' voices are being heard. That is actually the thing that was the most damaging to me. Or damaging perhaps makes it sound too too dramatic. Those are the moments that were the most painful for me. Um, You know, when it was a director that I respected and admired and I realized that I was being thought of as, as... troublesome or argumentative mm-hmm. when I was engaging in questions literally no differently and probably I mean granted this is all my opinion like with trying to be more affable and yeah. less challenging yeah. simply okay. about you know raising a question about why I was doing something in a moment or like you know what I thought my character would do so you know, I have had those experiences. I don't consider them to be, unfortunately, out of the ordinary, the mm-hmm. experiences that I've had, or, like, particularly traumatic. Um, but I think, it, I think it can be an issue not just for women who are actors. I think it can be an issue for any actors, mm-hmm. because actors are always on the bottom rung in terms of power, and they're always concerned about where their next job is going to come from. And so, you know, actors of any gender um, or of neither gender can can really experience, I think, some of the same problems. Um, any thoughts to doing something uh, of your of your own and ba- baseball related or not? <laughs> Maybe. Jessica, I feel like you're reading ah. my mind. <laughs> I actually I have um, my on billions. I met now one of my best friends, Chris Carfitti, mm-hmm. and we are writing partners. And we have a couple of different projects that we are working on, oh, um, okay. television shows. And one of them is about a female baseball writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, sort of, <laughs> you know, dealing with... Uh, dealing with yeah. the difficulties <laughs> of being a woman in a male-dominated mm-hmm. industry. So... Uh, you know, we, unfortunately, we are uh, at the bottom rung in terms of power. <laughs> and yeah. So we don't exactly know how to get it made. Right. Um, but yeah, we do, uh, we do have that. That's one of the couple of scripts that we're working on. Well, that is very intriguing to me for sure. And I hope that uh, something comes of that. I really do. Um, and you've got to watch Stealing Home. So make sure that you do that as well. Yes, we're gonna put it on our list. Great. I'll see. I'll see how far Eric allows me to um, shoot it up. Our our movie leaderboards. Oh, okay. Um, well, I I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that movie and and um, continuing to to follow you on Twitter. And I'm so glad that we were able to connect, Philly girls, Philly fans, uh, uh, and um, certainly. Um, just enjoy uh, engaging uh, with you uh, on, on Twitter. So um, thank you for being with me today. 
It's such a pleasure. Yes. It's such a pleasure to talk to such a smart baseball person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really just excited about um, seeing uh, where, where your podcast goes because I just think it's such a cool idea and, and, uh, and learned uh, who the co-host is and that I, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, same to you with your podcast. I think you're doing really important work and oh, trying to highlight more marginalized voices in the, in the baseball community. Thanks so much, Ellen. And I, I, I look forward to hopefully talking again in the future here. Ellen, and I want to say it's a dare, right? Yes. I dare. Yes. Okay. You nailed it. <laughs> Ellen Adair, everyone. Thank you.